Welcome to the PeaceWorks Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Moles. I'm a pastor and biblical counselor who helps churches and families confront the evil of domestic violence and promote healthy, God-honoring relationships. Welcome back to the PeaceWorks Podcast, everyone. On today's episode, we're going to talk about trauma moving forward and creating a safe place. But before we do that, I want to remind you once again about PeaceWorks University. PeaceWorks University is our online membership community uh, where we have uh, past teaching from myself, master classes with experts in the field, toolbox items to help you in your counseling and care, as well as bonus items, past conferences that I've done, and even an entire conference translated into Spanish. PeaceWorks University is the most robust collection of gospel-centered domestic abuse resources available. And we would love for you to be a part of PeaceWorks University. If you like the PeaceWorks podcast, then PeaceWorks University is your next best step. So on this uh, edition of the podcast, friends, we have uh, a question from an individual who wants to know how can victims or survivors move forward? How can they create their own safe place? How can they heal from trauma? Well, I don't think any podcast or video or short teaching is ever going to be exhaustive enough to walk a victim or survivor through what's needed for healing. And certainly every individual is different and that requires more time and energy and community than we could ever hope to offer in a short podcast discussion. However, I do want to take the time to honor this individual who's asked the question and the individuals, I should say, who ask the question and just give just a few thoughts that might be helpful in your next steps. We're making a few assumptions based on the question. We're assuming that the individual is physically, emotionally, and otherwise safe, that they are removed from the danger and therefore in a post-trauma situation. They are recovering from past abuse. We're also making the assumption that they are seeking help beyond a Q&A on a podcast and so that they are connected to a helping community. I guess the first suggestion that I have actually goes a little along with, with what we just said about connecting. I do think that any of us or anyone coming out of a traumatic situation who are seeking to find that safe place to move forward, to find healing, one of my first recommendations is to connect with healthy relationships. Now, you may need some help doing this. For some folks, you look back and you've never had a healthy relationship. This may be this may be a task that's new to you and may require uh, a little outside help, a little community building to set you on the right path. And when I say connect with healthy relationships, I think one of the very first places you can go uh, is to a counselor. Developing a solid, healthy relationship with a trauma-informed counselor, somebody who understands the dynamics and impact of abuse, 
understands the suffering that you've been through, and is willing to develop a professional relationship with you can be one great place to begin to practice and learn how to develop healthy relationships. The second are spiritual friends. Are there people in your faith community, in your spiritual circle, that can walk along with you with value and meaning? Spiritual friends are great uh, next steps in connecting with healthy relationships. Just imagine you've come out. Maybe you don't have to imagine. Maybe this is your story, but you've come out of an unhealthy, toxic, destructive, or abusive relationship, and you're trying to move forward in health, but relationships are tough. Trust is tough. uh, You do not know where to go, but you get connected to a really good counselor. That counselor begins to make connections relationally and professionally that help you take the next step to building your circle of spiritual friends. Spiritual friends can be other survivors in the framework of a support group, or they can be maybe some other, if you're, if you're a lady, maybe some other ladies from your church who are willing to walk and do life with you. I think spiritual friends uh, are great next steps in connecting and building healthy relationships. Third, are there safe family members? I mean, do you have family members that you can reach out to? Now, for many, the family members may be the cause of the trauma. They may be uh, the abusive individuals. So certainly they wouldn't be healthy. But perhaps you have a family member uh, or two that would be willing to walk along with you, that are safe. If you think through, are there individuals that you trust? I bring this up because in order to, to really heal and to properly step forward and to move forward, We need healthy relationships, alternatives distinct from what we just experienced. That's why when I bring up connecting to healthy relationships, I don't bring up intimate partner relationships. If you're coming out of an intimate partner relationship that was destructive, abusive, violent, harmful, demeaning, then I would recommend that you not step into another intimate relationship that you begin to work on healthy relationships with people that are trustworthy, like counselors, spiritual friends, and family members. You know, the second thing that we can do is to develop healthy self-reflection. So we want to connect with healthy relationships, but we also want to relate well to our self. And I'm not here to promote this self-worth or self-esteem per se, but healthy self-reflection by really understanding who you are. I'm not talking about finding your personality or uh, having other people tolerate your quirks or um, even your your flaws. I'm talking about proper self-reflection that says, who am I? Do I understand who I am as a person? That I am flawed, that I am fragile, that I am depraved? Do I have a proper connection to, to whose I am? Do I know who I belong to? Do I know how God sees me? Do I value my own self as an image bearer, but then understand my own self as a fallen image bearer? And then secondly, do I have that relationship with Jesus that gives me identity, purpose, and position? And am I willing to live in that and out of that? You see, having that healthy self-reflection not only provides an identity, one that for many 
uh, trauma survivors has been ripped away from them, has been redefined, has been defined by the sin, selfishness of someone else. A relationship with Jesus gives us the opportunity to allow him to define who we are as opposed to uh, the abuser. It's like my friend Joy says when she says that we need God to be bigger than our abuser. Who are you? Whose are you? And then also allowing you to wrestle with purpose and meaning apart from your abuser. For many of us, many listening today, abuse has been the primary identity. Maybe you even want to carry around that identify marker as victim or survivor. Uh, that's a good step. That's one thing that you should acknowledge. But then also moving forward with understanding that if you are in Christ, you are his, you are adopted, you are part of the priesthood of believers, you are um, adopted into his family, you are given the inheritance, you are all of these indicative aspects of the scripture. You know, sometimes from a discipleship perspective, we focus so much on the imperatives, the, the to-dos of scripture, do this and do that. We forget that that action flows out of the indicatives. It is what I do because of who I am. And who I am is defined primarily by Christ, not my past, not my abuse, not my suffering, and certainly not the one uh, whose hand I suffered under. So if we're moving forward from, from trauma, I would encourage you to develop and connect with healthy relationships. Are you connected to a counselor, spiritual friends that are willing to walk with you, and safe family members that can uh, walk with you in the process? Are you committed to healthy self-reflection, looking inward appropriately and recognizing who you are, both the wonderful, positive, powerful aspects of who you are, but then also the fragile and broken and um, you know, redeemable aspects of who you are? Do you rest in the knowledge that you belong to Jesus? Do you find yourself reflecting on your identity through his perspective rather than the perspective of the world or the one who hurt you? And are you finding purpose and meaning in your relationship with Jesus? Are you finding purpose and meaning in your relationship with the family of God? Do you reflect on scriptures like 2 Corinthians 5, 9, that your goal, your primary goal is to please God? Um, do you rest in the reality that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? Let me give you one last thought to, to consider and to, to think through if you're moving forward from trauma and from hurt and from pain. Take your time. There's no rush. If you've been a victim of domestic abuse, there's, there's no rush to healing. Uh, you didn't get to this point overnight. An individual probably has been harming you for a long period of time and you need to give yourself significant time to move forward. There's no reason to rush it. First of all, there's no reason to rush, as I said earlier, into a new relationship. In fact, that could be a very dangerous next step to move from one harmful relationship to even a healthy-ish relationship as you may be bringing in that hurt and pain into the new relationship. There's no reason to rush it. 
you know, learn those can you know, learn by connecting those healthy relationships. Learn through healthy self-reflection before you move into a new intimate relationship. As we said, there's no reason to claim an identity. Uh, many victims, survivors, they find it very helpful to join a victim community, to uh, wrestle with those labels, to call themselves a victim or survivor, and that's fine, but there's no reason to rush. If you're still processing, if you're still trying to figure out the ways in which you were sinned against, if you're still wrestling with how you feel about that and what you think about that, uh, don't feel that it's necessary to rush to an identity unless that identity is in Jesus. Let's rush to that identity, resting in him and, and what he has to say about us. But for many of us, we tend to want to claim an identity. Here's the way in which I am have been broken or the way in which the world might see me as deficient. And so we look for maybe a mental health diagnosis or we look for a label that helps define where we're at. And those are all can be beneficial, right? They can be beneficial as stair steps moving towards healing. But please understand that finding an identity that's less than the one that Jesus has given you, that's it's insufficient to define who you truly are, that's only a step in the healing. It's not the healing destination. Too many individuals who have suffered great harm find a community, and which is good, find an identity which can be somewhat helpful as a victim or a survivor, and they claim that as their healing. And that's only part of the story because you're redeemed, you're transformed, you're saved, you're in Christ. Please continue the journey. There's no reason to rush to claim an identity. Uh, you can rest in him. And then take your time. There's no pressure to build a platform. There seems to be some kind of uh, indication or thought process that if you've been a victim or a survivor of, um, of domestic abuse or sexual assault, that now you have to rush to build a platform to have a social media site or a blog or a podcast or some kind of expression uh, that's going to be public. You don't have to have a public expression. If, that, if you do, that's great. But let me encourage you to take your time. Um, rushing into building a platform before you're properly um, healed and, and have properly processed everything can just put more pressure on you that you don't need. No one's expecting you to be a victim or survivor celebrity. We are, as people helpers, as folks who love you, are expecting you to be healthy and safe and sane. So don't rush it. So three things that I would say to an individual who says, hey, Chris, Pastor Chris, how do I move on from trauma? How do I heal? How do I process this and find a safe place? First, I would encourage you to connect with healthy relationships. I would start at the professional level so that that individual can help you um, branch out. But I would be looking for a healthy counselor, for spiritual friends that can walk with me, and safe family members if possible. I would encourage you to have healthy self-reflection. Really look at who you are. Get an honest look at all the good things and all the less than desirable things and then hand that squarely 
to Jesus. Find your identity in him and who he is and what he's done for you. Let that, along with the scripture, give you purpose and meaning. And then take your time. This idea that after decades of abuse, we should be, you know, raring to go and and completely healthy and sane and competent in a few weeks seems foolish to me. Take your time. There's no reason to rush healing. There's no reason to rush into a relationship. There's no reason to rush to claim an identity. And certainly there's no pressure here to build a platform to somehow be, as I said, a celebrity. Just be growing and changing into, um, into a healthy, healthy individual who's safe. Okay? I hope that helps. If you're looking for more information, there's a couple friends that I recommend that may be helpful in your next steps towards growth. If you're an individual and you found yourself in an abusive or destructive relationship and you're just looking for the framework, it's like if I just had a framework and a community, uh, that would be helpful. Let me encourage you to visit uh, my friend Leslie Vernick at leslievernick.com. Consider looking into Conquer. Conquer is her um, membership site and group for ladies. And if that describes you, somebody who I really could use a framework, I think her framework of core strength might be a good next step for you. And if you're looking for a support community, uh, Conquer may be a great place for you. If you're kind of in the throes of abuse and you need advocacy, somebody who can walk along with you through these next steps, right? Somebody who can lock arms with you from an advocacy advocacy perspective. Let me encourage you to reach out to Called to Peace Ministries. My friend Joy Forrest and her team have been advocating for victims for a long time now, and they have a lot of resources that they could connect you to, uh, support systems and even some support groups around the country that might help you build those healthy relationships. So please consider uh, reaching out to a couple of my friends, especially if you find yourself looking for those next steps of healing. Well, I hope this edition of the PeaceWorks podcast has been helpful. We certainly love victims, survivors, and individuals who are walking in freedom in Christ, who've come out of tragic and traumatic situations. And we will continue to pray and serve you the best that we can. Uh, We really appreciate everybody who participates here in the PeaceWorks podcast. If you get a chance, be sure to rate and review. Let the platform you're listening on know uh, how much you appreciate the PeaceWorks podcast. Thank you again for listening. Until next time, God bless.